Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing a sustaining and unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and we are now recording episode two of season four on the Scattered Abroad Network, Weathering the Storm with the Book of Psalms. I appreciate so much all of you who are listening in today. If you didn't get a chance to listen to episode one, I encourage you to do that because we gave an introduction to the book of Psalms and also an introduction to this season. But today, as we come to the second episode, we want to talk about specifically the prayer life of David. The prayer life of David, his faithfulness, his example, but also just kind of getting a background of his ups and downs. We mentioned in our last episode that David was a man after God's own heart. And God, of course, looked on the heart, didn't look on the outward appearance, but he knew this was a man uh, who was going to be able to do some wonderful things for him. And, of course, David is somebody that's mentioned several times in the Bible. In fact, he's mentioned almost more than anybody. Jesus being number one, David's right there behind him. Uh, Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament, David is one of the heroes of the faith. But that does not mean that David had a a smooth sailing of a life. And anybody that spent any time in the life of David knows he had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. He he had to weather a lot of storms. So David's somebody that we can relate to. And when we read his, his psalms, the ones that he penned, we can kind of get a glimpse into what he was feeling, what he was going through. And so I wanted to spend time in this second episode talking about his life who he was, what he went through, what kind of experience he he had in hopes that it will help us as we begin to dive into some specific psalms uh, that he penned and specific psalms that are prayers of praise that he offered to God in hopes that it will help us that when we find ourselves in dark times and when we find ourselves in spiritual caves running for our lives, that we, like David, will look to God, will commune with him, We'll praise Him, we'll trust in Him, and we'll look to Him for guidance, for strength, and direction that we need. Of the 150 Psalms, 100 have the author's name inscribed. Now, of course, it's important to remember that subscripts are not inspired, but they do give strong evidence to the author. When you study certain commentaries or even lectureship books on the Psalms, you'll find that there are some Psalms that Some individuals say that you don't really know who wrote it. And then there's others with the evidence and when the background is very helpful. For example, Psalm 51, uh, we can accurately describe that as a Psalm of David. Because the background there is when Nathan the prophet came to David after his sin with Bathsheba. And he said, Thou art the man. And so the subscript of Psalm 51 helps us understand this is the moment when this happened. And David writes out what he's going through. And so there are some psalms that are very clear, but in others that we don't really have much off uh, to go off of. But the subscripts do help. And so I just want to give you some of the names here of some of the writers of the book of Psalms. There are 73 that are ascribed to David. Asaph is the writer of 12. The sons of Korah, pen 10. Solomon, pen 2. Heman, 1. Ethan, 1. And then Moses, has been ascribed one. That's Psalm 90. We're going to talk about Psalm 91 in this season, and some uh, some commentators suggest that, that he wrote Psalm 91 as well, because if there is no subscript for the following, you look back to the prior. And so we know he's the author of Psalm 90, 
And since there's no authorship for 91, perhaps it was Moses who wrote those words as well. And there's, there's some evidence that can back that up. So think about David. Again, that's this episode. It's thinking about the life, the background of David, kind of what he went through. Psalm 2 and Psalm 95 are ascribed to David in the New Testament. Acts 4.25, Hebrews 4.7. So when the New Testament backs it up, you know there's no doubt whatsoever. And so David is certainly one who penned the majority of the Psalms, which is why I believe it's important for us to spend some time thinking about him, kind of put ourselves in his shoes. I want to give you six reasons why the greater portion of the Psalms are credited to David. Number one, David was a skillful musician. 2 Samuel 23.1, 1 Samuel 16.18-23, and Amos 6.5. Here's a reference that's talking about his ability as a musician. He was very skillful. And this was something, that, of course, that God blessed him with, something that he used to the glory of God. And when you think about this in the Old Testament context, this was a time in which he used this to the praise and glory of God. We understand today in the New Testament, as we come to that new standard, the new and living way that Jesus provides, that God desires that we sing and make melody in our heart to him. Ephesians 5.19, Colossians 3.16. The only instrument that we find in Ephesians 5.19 is the heart. And so that word solo there, pluck the strings, well, what instrument? It's the instrument of the heart. Pluck the strings of the heart. Make melody in your heart and sing to the Lord. So we only have authority to sing unto Him in true worship. But when you do study the book of Psalms, you're going to notice that there were times in which David, of course, would use those in praising his God. And so the principles that are there, the depth, the heart of David is certainly found there, and we can apply those thoughts and things to our lives. And so he was a skillful musician. Second, he was a true poet. It's important to know that the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. You have 40 different men who wrote, but there's only one true author. But the Holy Spirit used the background, the vocabulary, the uniqueness of that individual as they wrote their experiences. It makes a big difference. For example, you read the books penned by John. John was the apostle whom Jesus loved, and there's a very distinct, uh, distinct pattern in his writing when you read the five books that he penned in the New Testament, the book of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, the book of Revelation. Then you read the, the works of Peter, and knowing Peter's background and the things that he talked about is very helpful when he talks about hope in the book of 1st Peter and knowledge in the book of 2nd Peter. Of course, there's the apostle Paul, and, and with his background, all the books that he penned, all the letters that he wrote, when you think about the experiences as those men went through, it helps you when you read the writing. And the same is true with David in the book of Psalms. A third reason why the greater portion are accredited to David is that he was a man of deep feelings with rich imagination. Deep feelings and rich imagination. When you read his writings, you read and you spend time in the book of Psalms, you're going to see language that's going to take you back. It's going to make you sit back and say, look at how beautiful this language, this imagery is. And David had a unique ability to do that. Number four, he was a true worshiper of God. His heart was after God's heart. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you, he would write Psalm 42, 1. 
Psalm 119, my heart stands in awe of your word. You think about the way that he loved God and and worshipped him and stayed true to him, even though he had so many difficult moments, self-inflicted spiritual wounds. And yet you always find David, a man of a contrite heart, who comes back to God. True repentance and a true change and someone who truly worshipped God. Number five, he had rich and varied experiences. (laughs) Use the word varied because you're talking about a man who was a shepherd, who was a king, who was an adulterer, who was a murderer, who had kings coming after him. He had his own son trying to take the throne. He, He, David, went through all of it. He knew what it was like to lose a child. He knew what it was like to lose a child that had been grown up. When you think about Absalom, he had different uh, varied reactions and experiences and moments in his life. And again, you and I, as we, we navigate through this thing called life and we weather different storms, looking at David gives us such an incredible example. He went through some very, very difficult times. And you and I, as we find ourselves in those times, we can look to him, look to the example that he set. Ultimately, Jesus as the son of David, gives us that prime example. Of course, David being a type of Christ. But looking to David and his various experiences and his rich imagination is very helpful for us as we study the book of Psalms. And then sixth and finally, he was filled with God's Spirit. 1 Samuel 16, 13, 2 Samuel 23, 2. This was a man after God's own heart. This was a man filled with God's Spirit. This is a man who wrote with passion, This is a man who truly and genuinely believed in God, loved God, and strove to live for Him. And I believe you and I can benefit greatly from reading the writings of a man like that. I want to encourage you to uh, give you some references and encourage you to read these if you get an opportunity. Certainly anything produced by Brother Tom Waycaster, if you can come across his material in the Psalms, incredible. He's got a six-volume set extremely rich. We're going to reference him several times in this. Also, I want to recommend a book entitled Treasury of David by Charles Spurgeon, a great writer uh, who emphasizes some some great things about the book of Psalms. And I also want to encourage you to read this book by Jim Jordan called David, His Life, and Psalms. And he does some things that he's interweaving and interacting with Here's what David was going through, and here's the psalm that he wrote that accompanies that. And so again, when I give, uh, I guess, an endorsement of these books, my point in saying that is these are tools that you can use to help you, but always remember that commentaries and lectureships are not the standard. And anything that's been written by man, that's not the standard. The standard is the Word of God. But these can be used as tools to help you and help me as we read and study uh, the language together. The following points are from uh, Jim Jordan, his book, David, His Life and Psalms, and just kind of walking us through David's life. And I believe, again, this is can be very helpful for us. The story of David begins in 1 Samuel 16. You remember uh, that Samuel was coming as a prophet of God, and he was to look for the man who was going to be anointed. Those who were anointed in the Old Testament, prophets, priests, and king. Of course, Jesus is all three, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. But when you think about David, that's where we're introduced to him. 
He was born around 1085 B.C. in the village of Bethlehem, the house of bread. His great-grandparents were Boaz and Ruth. And when you read the book of Ruth and that beautiful story, you come to the last few verses of that book, and that's where you read about the fact that David would be from their lineage. David's father was Jesse, and David was the youngest son of Jesse. His childhood days were spent in Bethlehem, locating the territory given to the tribe of Judah. And this is important going back to the prophecy made in Genesis 49.10. The scepter shall not pass from Judah until Shiloh come. Shiloh, peace. Jesus, the prince of peace, Isaiah 9.6. And so as it went through David, ultimately would come to Jesus, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. His kingdom, of course, not being an earthly kingdom, John 18.36, but spiritual in nature. David was a shepherd boy, which would have allowed him to have a great amount of time to be out in God's creation. He could behold his creation and he could meditate on it. And so, for example, when you come to Psalm 8, Psalm 8 is one of my favorite psalms. And when you think about David and, and what he was going through and what he was thinking about, it's amazing just to kind of get a glimpse into it. And I want to read this with you. Uh, again, as we're thinking about David laying out in the field somewhere, looking up at the stars at night, or maybe just after a, a good night's rest, being able to walk outside and to be in a field and to see the sun coming up and to feel the breeze outside. Think about that picture, that imagery, as we read these words together. Psalm 8, the glory of the Lord in creation. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Here David says, I'm considering your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have ordained. And he says, it's hard for me to process that you're mindful of me. You see, David, with this background, with this opportunity to be out in the fields and be able to behold God's creation, had this beautiful perspective of the greatness and the glory and the majesty of God. In Psalm 19, he would write, The glory of God is seen in creation. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows His handiwork. David said, Day under day utter speech, and night unto night show knowledge. In other words, day by day you can see that God is, and night by night God is. By His creation, it reflects and it shows His glory. So again, David had this unique perspective by being able to spend so much time in nature and to look unto God who created it all. David, as we mentioned, was a shepherd. And as a shepherd, he developed several things. Number one, David developed a strong sense of responsibility and loyalty. You think about this and you parallel it with John chapter 10, Jesus being the good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. 
Think about David who fought off a bear and a lion and was able to kill him. Amazing to think about. So he developed that sense of loyalty and responsibility, and no doubt he carried that throughout his life, being loyal and responsible unto God. Number two, he learned to place in trust and confidence in the Lord. Learn to place his trust and confidence in the Lord. And that's one of the, the theme, really, of this entire, not only the season, but this podcast. Placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. That's what David did. And that's inherent throughout the book of Psalms. It's very evident when you read his writings. He learned how to trust in God and have confidence in him. Think about David standing before Goliath. What a what a amazing victory for God's people. But really, it was more of a victory for God, wasn't it? The Philistine army came and defiled him. And they tried to just discredit God and God's people. And David, because he was the one that God had sent, even being a young man, he understood that all the power belonged to God. He said, the battle is the Lord's. And because of that, and because of the strength that God gave him, and because of that great victory, it would give him great confidence moving forward. Number three, David, as a shepherd, used his time to develop his skill in praising God, as we find in Psalm 63.3. He praised God all of his days, and he had time to do that. And I'm afraid that today we, we've missed that in many ways. We get so bogged down with things of this life. We get bogged down with you know, what we watch at night and sporting events and business and all these different things. If we're not careful, we won't make the time that we need to spend time developing our skill and praising God. I mean, how many times throughout the day are we singing to God? How many times are we just lost in meditation and devotion unto Him? Do we go out in the evening and just walk? No phone, no book, just just walking, being able to be outside in God's creation and, and praying to Him and looking at His beautiful creation, looking at the sunset, looking at the trees, look, listening to the birds. We need to make time for that. David did, and it was very evident in his writing. Number four, David as a shepherd was filled with awe for God's power and compassion. Filled with awe. You and I need to be filled with awe, stand in awe of God. But think of the compassion that he had to have for his sheep. And David growing up realizing that God had that compassion for him. How beautiful is that? And number five, and finally, as we close out our thoughts for this episode and get a, a hopefully a better understanding of David and his background and his life, David came to understand God's presence and closeness to him as an individual. When David calls out to God, he, he's not doing this in some kind of abstract way. But he was in fellowship with God. He was communing with Him. And when you read the words of Psalm 23, it's so, so important to understand that David knew the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He will lead me. He will guide me. He will protect me. David had no doubt that the Lord was with him. And because of these uh, experiences, because of the background of David, it makes the psalm so rich 
for you and me to read and to study. I thank you for listening to this episode today. Again, as we've kind of combined episodes one and two to introduce the book of Psalms and introduce David as one of the writers of the Psalms, I hope this will help us lay the foundation for the rest of this season. In our next study, Lord willing, we'll look at Psalm 3 as we begin our work and our journey through the book of Psalms. I hope and pray that this season, this episode, all that we're discussing will help you in some way to weather the storms of life. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.